when we start seeking him first, start putting our faith in him first, that he will provide, it actually frees us up to do the work he wants us to do, not the work to just survive, not the work just to feed us temporarily, the work to actually do what he created to do. That goes back to that original seed, that gift that he gave us to multiply. Welcome to Created to Give, where we uncover who we were created to be with money. I'm your host, Trisha Daniel, and this show is intended to dive deeper into God's Word and start to discover our God-given purpose with money and help us identify God's design to manage and multiply our seed so that we can help others in need. Each week, we will have solo and guest conversations that provide insight around God's Word and steps that we can each take when it comes to manage the money we were given. If you ever felt lost, stressed, or anxious about handling money, then this show is definitely for you. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Created to Give. Have you ever been reading along in your Bible and you follow upon a verse that you feel like you've never seen? You know, maybe you have read through the Bible several times or whether you're just starting, but you see something and it just hits different. It just, you see it in a whole new way. That was me today, today. I'm recording this Sunday, reading through John chapter six. I fell upon this verse. My mind was blown. I knew I had to get on and dive into this study with you together. This Sunday, I want to go into John chapter 6, verses 26 and 27. So go grab your Bible, grab a pen, and let's really dive in because this blew my mind. Actually, it blew my mind because it was very convicting. In the NIV version, let's read along together. John chapter 6, verse 26 and 27. Jesus stirred, I assured you and most solemnly say to you, you have been searching for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Verse 27, do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures and leads to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For God the Father has authorized him and put his seal on him. To go back and really look to the context of the verse, this is basically when the little boy had five loaves and two fish. There was 5,000 people in this huge crowd that had gathered to listen to Jesus, and the disciples were sent out to look for food to feed the group of 5,000. They didn't have enough money to go buy anything, so Jesus sent them out. They found this young boy. He had five loaves of bread, two fish. Jesus blessed them, and they fed the 5,000 people and even went around and had 12 baskets left over. So Jesus had just performed this miracle and provided food for 5,000 people with enough left over. And so Jesus had left. The crowd starts searching for him the next day, searching him out. And so this is when Jesus says in verse 26, these people came searching for him. They came to confine him again. And he calls them out. He says, listen, you're not looking for me because of the miracles I performed or that because you believe in me. You're looking for me because I provided you food yesterday and you're hungry again. 
Did that just blow my mind? Jesus just called them out and said, you have been searching for me, not because you saw the signs attesting to miracles, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. So basically I went and looked in not only my own Bible, but I have an amazing commentary Bible. Highly recommend you'll get one. I will link it in the show notes. But I love it because it'll take these words and really break things down for me. And it says in this, and this is also an NIV version, in verse 26, it says, because you ate. The phrase emphasized Jesus's point that the crowds which were following him were motivated by superficial desires of food rather than any understanding of the true spiritual significance of Jesus's person and his mission. Does this sit with that? How many of us pursue something because we're going to get out of it because we're hungry, like physically hungry, like we, we want to eat. So maybe we come to God with prayers of, God, please provide money for me because I want to go out and buy food, which is legitimate. That is a need that, you know, people provide for us and our kids provide food. But is that the only reason we came to God that day was just to pray for money so we could have food? Are we really coming to him because we truly, truly believe that he will provide all of our needs? Seek ye first. Seek God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God because he will provide all, not just some, not just for the food, not just for provide all of our needs. And so we're seeking him first and we're coming to him. We're seeking out Jesus. Are you coming to him for just that one need? Or because you fully believe in him, you just want to come sit by his side and know that he's going to provide everything anyway, but you just want to be with him. You just want to sit in your morning devotion. You just want to sit in the car and pray for a little bit. You just want to meditate on his word because you enjoy being with him. When I was a little girl, I will never forget the moment. My parents were divorced and I probably was around 12, 13, 14 years old. And I remember getting in the car with my dad. And my dad said, the only reason you talk to me is when you want something, is when you want money. And I have carried that for so many years. And the only reason I was coming to talk to my dad sometimes was when to ask for something. I wasn't seeing him as my father and just coming to spend time with him. I mean, he was hilarious. Not only was he a financial planner, but he was a clown in the circus. I mean, he was a really funny this hilarious, this amazing man. But at that time in my life, the only time he saw that I came to him was when I was asking for money. I was asking for something. How about you? When you come to spend time with God, are you marveled by all the amazing things that he's already done for you, all the miracles he's already done for you? Or are you coming to him just because he fed you yesterday? And so you're chasing after him just to get fed today. It's a physical need, not a spiritual need, but a physical need. 
I know that hit me really, really hard. That's why I say I had to stop on it and really dive in because that that really hit me. And then to go on to verse 27, where it says, Do not work for food that perishes. Excuse me, do not work for food that perishes. Right there, I had to stop right there because why am I working? Why am I working? That just stopped me right there. I don't know about you, but I grew up in where in the 70s or 80s, where it was constantly working for achievement. I was constantly working for the next thing, working for my parents' approval, working for the A's in school, working for to get into that amazing college, working for that college degree, working for that great job. I was always working for those achievements. What are you working for? What are we working for? Because the papers on my wall will someday deteriorate. The food on my table will spoil. The house someday will crumble. The car will break down. Our clothes go out of fashion. But God is always there. God is always there. So again, why are we working? I heard the most amazing analogy and I will find the credit and drop the credit in the show notes. But are we a waiter or are we a server? When a waiter waits on us at a restaurant, he expects something in return. He expects a tip, right? But when you're serving, you don't expect anything in return. So when you're working, are you a waiter? expecting something back or are you serving expecting nothing in return so when it comes to god and our faith are we working just for the food on our table the roof over our head cars clothes are we working for that next big house that we have to have this amazing jewelry, the incredible trip. What are you working for? Because God says right here, verse 6, chapter 6, verse 27, do not work for food that will perish. God called me out right there. That's why I had to stop and, and get on and talk about this study because I was blown away. Do not work for food that perishes. What am I working for? Because I know for so many times, I will sit here and worry. Right now, as I'm recording this, my new husband of just a year, one month after our wedding, he injured his spine, lost his job, couldn't work. Then eventually, he gets well after surgery. He's able to start working part-time. But then the pain sets back in, and he can't work at all. He cannot work at all. And now I know my husband can't work at all, and I need to make up that additional income. Plagued with worry of how are we going to do this? How are we? We've got a blended family of six boys. This right here calls out my worry. Why am I so worried about the roof over my head, the food on my table, the things that will perish? 
Because a lot of us, that's what we're trained to do. That way we depend on ourselves to provide instead of looking to God to provide. But then also it goes back to faith. And do we have that faith of a mustard seed? Because again, a mustard seed is like the smallest seed there is, but it grows into the most hugest plant. Do we have faith of a mustard seed that God will provide? Because again, seek ye first, seek God first, and he will provide all of our needs. But it's so hard when we know we've got kids to feed and we want to keep the roof over our head. But we need to seek his guidance first. He's provided all these miracles in our own lives, not just in the Bible, but in our own lives. Think about it. My, one of my friends calls it mailbox money. When all of a sudden she opened up her mailbox and there was a check. She didn't expect. She knew she had to make payroll for her company. She was worried beyond. And there she goes and opens the mailbox and there's money inside. God will provide. When we start seeking him first, start putting our faith in him first, that he will provide, it actually frees us up to do the work he wants us to do. Not the work to just survive, not the work just to feed us temporarily, the work to actually do what he created to do. That goes back to that original seed, that gift that he gave us to multiply. For so many of us, we spend our time working on other things that we have buried that creative seed within us. Let's unbury it. Let's use it. And let's multiply because we're multiplying things that we may not see now. It's for things in God's kingdom that he has got planned way down the road. But he needs us to do the work now. Not just seek him and run after him to be fed today, but to sit next to him and listen to him and spend time with him for the things in this kingdom that are everlasting, that are everlasting, that we will see someday when we get to go see him in heaven. So that blew my mind. Do not work for food that perishes. If I go back into the commentary, it says, Jesus rebuked the crowd for purely materialistic notions of his kingdom. Although Messiah's kingdom would be literal and physical someday, the people failed to see the overriding spiritual character and blessing of everlasting life given immediately to those who believe the witness of God to his son, food which endures to everlasting life. The continuing discord indicates that this was a reference by Jesus himself. Again, there's a bigger picture here. There is a way bigger picture here. You're not just working to survive. We're not just working day to day to go in to a job, sit there miserable and endless. God gave us a creative seed that we were meant to multiply, not just survive day by day by day, paycheck by paycheck. He was not meant for us to struggle. We were created for a specific assignment. We were created to be able to give back to his kingdom, not just for the food that will perish. So this week, let's pray on that. Let's meditate on that on John chapter 6, verse 26 and 27. Let's don't chase after Jesus. 
just for the food that he had provided for us. Let's don't chase after the next dollar just to work for dollar for dollar, paycheck for paycheck. Let's start chasing after God for the miracles he has performed in our lives. Let's start chasing after him for that everlasting life he has promised. Because let's have faith to seek him first, chase after him first, because he will supply all of our needs. Thank you for turning into this episode of Created to Give. We uncover who we were created to be with money. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe, follow along, and give us a five-star review because I would love to hear back from you. If you would love to, join in also on our Created to Give newsletter where we dive deeper into each one of these episodes and share with you those action steps where you can implement God's Word into your money. Remember, you were created to multiply, you were created to manage your money, and you were created to give.